What's going on, everyone? You're listening to episode 17 of MN Sports Talk Podcast. I'm Mark Morales alongside Nick Rivera. And Nick, we are one day away from NFL football. How does that feel? I am ready. I've been waiting all year since the end of the Super Bowl. Here I am. I'm ready to go. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited too. I'm really, really looking forward to this upcoming season. Not only as a Jets fan, but as an NFL fan, because I feel like there's so many storylines that are going into this year. There's so many like new people at new places, and I think it's just going to be a very exciting year of football. Yeah, I'm, I'm ready to go. I want to see all my storylines play out. I want to see Danny Dimes getting some action. I want to see Saquon win the MVP. I'm, I'm hyped. <laughs> Yeah, and you know, like for me, I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing Sam Darnold take that next step. I'm really like I'm super excited to see how Le'Veon Bell elevates this Jets team and really elevates Sam Darnold as a player. I'm like super excited about that. And also, you know, I'm in four different fantasy leagues, so I'm looking to make some money this NFL season. I'm ready to take your money. I'm <laughs> into it. How many leagues are we in? Two of the yeah. same ones. Yeah, I believe we're in two of the same leagues. No, Damn, two, I'm I think ready we're in to three. steal your money. We're in three. Well, are you really going to let me take your money in three leagues? <laughs> yeah, but I'm excited. But um, let's talk some Jets and Giants now. We'll kind of just talk about how the season's going. How did that sound? Let's do it big. All right, let's do it. So we can start off with the Giants since, you know, there's not going to be any real expectations this upcoming season for the Giants. Huh? <laughs> wow. <laughs> The team that finished with more wins than the Jets. Yep, continue. <laughs> By one win. But uh, a win's a win. <laughs> but the Giants, they're coming off a 5-11 and season. The last place in the NFC East obviously didn't make the playoffs. And going into last year, they had a lot of expectations. People were actually expecting them to make the playoffs. You know, they had OBJ. They had Saquon Barkley. And at the time, you didn't really know what you had in Barkley when the season was starting last year. Um, but, you know, going into this season, there's obviously a lot of turmoil. They traded away um, OBJ. They let Landon Collins go. They got Jabril Pepper, uh, Peppers in in the OBJ trade. They drafted Danny Jones with the sixth overall pick. And we obviously all know how that turned out, um, you know, when, uh, when he was drafted. A lot of backlash. And then he's actually shown that he could be a, a really solid NFL quarterback this preseason. Yeah, they gave him the Porzingis treatment. It kind of made absolutely no sense. The same, and the best part is the same people that are saying he should start over Eli Week One were the biggest haters, booing him and going on all kinds of social media saying how they were clueless. But here we are, uh, a couple months later, and their energy switched up. But um, I don't know. I I feel like we'll probably see him at the end of the year. Um, there's not really. Any expectations? I kind of just think they're just going to see what happens. Uh, I think things could either go very good or very bad. I feel like there's going to be no middle ground. They're either going to finish with like three wins or like nine. Yeah, no, I I see where you're coming from. And, you know, it's going to be a very, very difficult year offensively, especially for Eli Manning. Obviously, they don't have OBJ. Um, Golden Tate suspended for the first four games of the season. Sterling Shepard has been dealing with a with like a thumb injury, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, you obviously know some of their other wide receivers were were going down with injuries in the preseason. Coleman tore his ACL, 
And it got to the point where the Giants were actually having open tryouts for the wide receiver position. So I think offensively, it's going to be very hard for Eli. And I think points are going to be hard to come by. And like, at least to me, like I understand you have Barkley, but is there any part of you that feels like Barkley is going to be the main vocal point of this offense that defenses are just going to single him out and try to stop him and let everybody else beat him to the point where we might not see the same offensive production this year in Barkley as opposed to last year because they had OBJ and the other offensive weapons? No, I think Barkley still going to tear it up. And I just think his last year he always made at least the first defender miss. And OBJ was a big part of the offense, but like he, it seemed like he only got targets towards the end of the game when they were already down. Like uh, there's a lot of games where he didn't get that many targets, and they didn't come like throughout the game. They all kind of came at one point. Um, with OBJ gone, I think Evan Ingram finally has to learn how to block, use his hands and catch. Um, so I feel like he'll have a, a large spike in production this year. So I don't know. There's going to be a lot of receivers that have to, you know, step up and be receivers and catch the ball. So we'll see what happens if they have Golden Tate, Sterling Shepard, and Ingram all not dropping passes and hitting their routes. Uh, I think they'll be okay. Yeah, you know, to me, though, I, I don't know, man. I feel like, especially at, at least early on, let's just say I, I'm pretty sure Sterling Shepard's going to play. I don't think he's missing any time. And he's a he's a very like I think he's an above average receiver. He's not a great wide receiver, but he's definitely above average. Um, I just think early on, I think we're, Barkley's not going to really have that same offensive impact that he had because of the fact that you know even though they have a healthy Sterling Shepard, I think defenses are really like really going to key in on Barkley, and I, I just have this gut feeling that we're not going to see the same Barkley at least early on until Golden Tate comes back and they start getting a little healthier. Um, we're not going to see the same Barkley this year as opposed to last year. That's just me. I'm ready to see him win MVP. That's just me. <laughs> and you kind of mentioned Daniel Jones. You, you think that he's going to definitely play at some point this year? Uh, probably towards the end or maybe in like games, say they're like down by like 40 or up by a lot and there's not a lot of time. They'll probably throw him in for a couple snaps, but I can't imagine he'll play a lot. Yeah. Um, you know, for me, like, like Daniel Jones, like when, when they first drafted him, I, my first initial thought was that this guy's not going to play at all in the, in this regular season. They're going to play out the remainder of Eli's contract, which is just this year. And then we'll see him next year. But, you know, after seeing the way he's been performing and I know it's just preseason and and you could, you could say, oh, it's preseason. Like we got to see how he looks in a real game. All we can really base on right now is just how he looks in the, in an NFL uniform and all we've seen him performed so far is in the preseason and to me at least he he at least has shown that he belongs in the NFL and I really have a strong feeling that especially if the Giants start off poorly and just can never get on track I think we see Daniel Jones at some point this year and, and I'm not just saying for like the last two or three games I'm thinking maybe like about halfway through the season and if and when that time comes once Daniel Jones puts on the starting his starting pants and gets onto the field that might that's probably going to be the last time we ever see Eli Manning in a Giants uniform. Yeah, he'll probably um he'll probably be rushed into action sooner than later. It's like I don't know, there's this new narrative where like if you draft the quarterback high, you have to start him the first year. I don't know, it's like this new obsession that's kind of strange. Yeah, I feel like it just like, happened the past few years. Like 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 Aaron Rodgers didn't start his first year. Like it's Aaron Rodgers sat like four years. Like, yeah. I don't I don't understand the progression like 
if you start um, your first year, it doesn't make you any better of a quarterback or it doesn't, like, rush you or make you develop faster. You're still going to have the same development, just with struggles mm-hmm. with the risk of injury. Like, look how happened to Andrew Luck. Yeah. Like, if, if they would have sat him for, like, a year or two while, you know, they develop their – maybe not necessarily sat him, but, like – Built their know. line? Protected yeah, him. Did something like with Daniel Jones? There's no need. Like you're not going anywhere. There's no need. You're not like winning a Super Bowl this year or next year. So what's the point rushing him? It makes no sense. No, I absolutely agree with you. And also too, like to to go off your point about, um, you know, when you start these quarterbacks early, you know, that might end up de- derailing their career too. Because let's just say you you put um, a highly touted, I'm uh, excuse me, a highly scouted um, quarterback in, and you have him start week one as a rookie. And let's just say, you know, his first couple of games, he's not really playing well, but you continue to stick with him. What happens if they don't play well that first year? And, you know, just and they can never build because they're just so worried about not screwing up and, you know, just continuing to play poorly. You might end up not letting these guys develop because you're starting them so young. Yeah, I don't think there's really a rush to to start these people. Like with Darnold, I guess it kind of made sense because there was like no really other option. Um, and they didn't really kind of rush him, but I mean, I don't know. I feel like with Mahomes, it worked out because he had Alex Smith, who wasn't really the future. He was a journeyman, but he was still doing a great job there. Like it wouldn't have made a difference, I don't think, um, if he would have stayed a couple years. But at the same time, most uh first year, two year quarterbacks don't play like Mahomes did. So I mean. Now with Mahomes performing like he did, that kind of just gives every every owner the narrative that oh, my guy could do that. Like no, that it's mm-hmm. not going to happen. Like Kyler Murray probably, I think he's going to light the league up, but I don't think he'll. I think it'll be mostly because of like the offensive scheme. Mm-hmm. I don't know. There's very rare instances where the team will will do that. For example, last year with Baker when he did so well after like however. However many games Tyrod Taylor played four year or four games, uh, I think so. Whatever they, he came in during the Jets game, so I think that was early on in the year. Yeah, so like if I think if they would have started him week one instead of letting him sit, I mean they didn't let him sit for a prolonged period of time, but it was something. I feel like if they start him from the very beginning, he would have struggled way more, and because everything would have just came at him at once, he wouldn't have been able to get settled somewhat, and he would just been overwhelmed. I think. And so not not to the point where he would perform poorly, just he wouldn't have had the overall season that he did. Yeah, and I agree with you. And a perfect example, too, look at Sam Darnold. Like, yeah, like overall, I, I'd say he had a, a a decent rookie season, an above average rookie season. Not great as a rookie. Um, probably good, I would put him in. But when he sat out late on, like, what was it? Like late in the year, like the second half of the year, he sat out due to injury for like two or three games. And then his final four games of the season, he like flipped the switch. He looked completely different than he did the first couple of games. And that's because he was able to sit, watch the offense, watch a football game from the sideline and really just digest it and really understand the NFL level. Yeah. It's (laughs) random, but I was just thinking about Tyrod Taylor. Where is he right now? (laughs) That's a good question. I don't even think he's playing. Is he in the XFL? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Random thought, but yeah, but back to yeah, and that's I think we we have a agreement on this point. It's pretty much I don't know. My thinking is 
don't rush him if you don't have to. Um, there's no real immediate benefit unless they play like Patrick or Holmes where it's a very rare instance. Very rare occurrence. Probably not going to happen. So don't rush your guy. Let him get her overwhelmed. It kind of just stunts the growth. Look at, look at basically every Cleveland quarterback. You throw them in a horrible situation very early on, they're never going to recover. Yep. Exactly. And, and for Tyra Taylor, on uh, March 13th, he signed a two-year contract with the Chargers. Huh? <laughs> Unless Damn. something happened between March 13th and now, um, yeah, he's on the Chargers. That's so sad. <laughs> um, but I, I totally agree with you. And, and yeah, we, we both are seeing eye to eye on the point with the quarterbacks. So it's going to be interesting to see when, when, if and when Daniel Jones sees the playing field in 2019. Um, for me personally, like I said prior, uh, before, I truly believe we're going to see him like halfway through the season. I don't think they're going to wait until the last few games, especially if they start off slow. Um, but I, I think if, if you're a Giants fan, I think you have to be excited about the future. Like, yeah, like this season is going to be a struggle. Yeah, last season was a struggle. Um, but the, the future is bright. I mean, like I said before, I think Daniel Jones definitely belongs in the NFL, especially from what we've seen in preseason. And <clears throat> with the combination of him, Sterling Shepard, if Evan Ingram, like you said, could, could finally learn how to play football – and with Barkley, I think the Giants have a pretty solid future. They just have to really focus in and, and get some really solid defensive guys in there and, and help out with that offensive line. I think that's going to be key this year. You really have to see, like, yeah, you have to see the development of possibly Daniel Jones, especially Barkley and, and some of your other pieces on D and, and on offense. But I think, especially moving on into 2020, you have to have to shore up that offensive line. And I think this season the Giants really have to key in on that and figure out who they have to replace, and if they have to replace them. Because you don't want to have an Andrew Luck situation where you put a young quarterback in there that you think is going to be the quarterback every future, and then a few, and then you know six, seven years later, after four or five catastrophic injuries because your offensive line sucks, he has to be forced to retire. Yeah, man, that's that's my whole my whole thought process. Rest in peace, Andrew Luck's career because the Colts didn't care about him. I think uh, the the solution for the Giants is to shore the offense. Find more bums like Nate Solder, make him the highest paid offensive line when they can't block. <laughs> Gonna step in, replace Landon Collins. Maybe not immediately play as well as him. Um, I think they'll do a lot better coverage wise. Um, he's, I think he's kind of balances it out. Like Landon is a, a way better run stopper, but a below average coverage. And I think he's kind of in the middle. So it kind of gives you a little bit of both sides of the spectrum. Um, who else did they bring in? They let some of their starting corners go. They only have Josh Jenkins. Um, they got a BW Webb and Eli Apple. That kind of scares me. This coverage is probably going to be horrendous. Um, got rid of Vernon and Snacks. That <laughs> D line's kind of probably be a tro- defense is probably yeah, going to be very like after very all these uh, after all these people you're talking about. But we got Alger Grossas, Pro Pro kicker, almost didn't miss, only missed one kick last well, year. Today's I'm NFL hyped. having a yeah, and in today's NFL, everyone forgets about in today's him. NFL. You need to have a good huh? kicker. It seems like it seems like there's like a like a disease going through all the kickers. Like all of a sudden they can't kick anymore. Uh, it's kind of mind blowing. Like, imagine getting paid millions of dollars to yeah. kick a football. Maybe you can't the uh, kick a football. 
Like, dudes are out here missing an extra point. Like, all right, they moved it back like 10 yards. But if you watch all their videos, oh, and yeah, I know. hitting an 80 yard field goal. All right. So I'm worrying yeah, about right? that and hit your. Maybe they need to hit up Carly Lloyd. <laughs> I don't know about that guy. Oh, man. So. Yeah. Imagine that'd be crazy. I, I, I feel like it's it going to happen sometimes. For me, it has nothing to do with, like, the women versus men stuff, but. Like, I, I just can't see it happening. That's just me because I don't know. I don't know. I just, I don't know. I just don't see it happening. I wouldn't mind it, but I just, I don't see it actually happening. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think it would make that much of a difference. It probably would be a, a, a story for a little bit, but I don't know. I, logistics wise, I don't think it's probably ever going to happen. There's like, I think there's yeah, too like, many things I, I standing in the sign, way. Like a, let's just say like a pro, a pro woman soccer player or like a woman in general ex-soccer player, whatever, I feel like I would have to keep her just as the extra point because I wouldn't want her doing the kickoffs because she's got to go and potentially go tackle someone. Yeah, that just brings up a whole new, like, problem. Like, say she's kicking the extra point and someone tries to block it. I feel like everyone's not going to – not necessarily go as hard, but – you already can't hit the kicker, but can you imagine if someone ran into yeah, her and like, like let her up on accident? And then, and then, yeah, you can't put her in on kickoff because then, if it comes down <laughs> to Tyree Kill versus her, it's, I don't know. Say he got beef and yeah, just try, be a very sticky over. situation. <laughs> I mean, she is on the football field, but at the same time, it's just, yeah, it no, just I agree creates 100%. a whole other issue. So they would only have to be a place kicker, but even still, then there's the risk of a huge shoreline controversy happens yeah, if absolutely. they were to get like seriously injured. Um. So, but I don't know, man. Yeah, we I guess will. we'll see. What I, the again, future I don't holds. think it's gonna happen. I think it was a fun little storyline to talk about for a few days, but I don't think it's seriously gonna happen. But apparently, there were teams that were interested in her. But again, like I don't, I don't see it happening. There's too much things that could go wrong for that. Too many things. That, that, Matt, that's crazy how thirsty NFL teams are. Like, you have all these college and uh, professional kickers that all they do all day long, all year long, it's just kick footballs, and they're still so beans that they can't get signed. Where other teams are looking <laughs> at other sports yeah, and other And under other sexes, too, that they can't even rely on the, on the guy kickers to kick the ball anymore. <laughs> that's um, crazy. So, going back to the giant stuff. So we were saying how it's going to be a difficult year and everything. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure a few episodes back we kind of gave our win-loss predictions. But, you know, that was before preseason. That was before injuries and whatnot. What's your win projection right now for this New York Giants team? I don't know. It's kind of very up in the air. Um, I don't know. I'm going to be safe. Eight I'll wins? just go eight, I guess. I, I don't even know, honestly, because like I said before, they could either like low key, low key, like go like nine, mate. Nah, I'm probably not 10 wins, maybe nine wins. Like if everything goes right and for some reason they're just balling out or they could just the floor could uh, fall out and they could go get like two, three wins. So I don't know. It's very, it's very one or the other. It's like no yeah, in the and, middle and at for all for me. me. Oh, I mean, they had five wins last year. They were five and eleven, you know. And it's again, you know, like anything could happen. Like you were saying, they they could out they could perform and get maybe eight wins. They could get two to three wins. And if Daniel Jones comes in, does that make them better? Does that make them worse? 
Um, I'm going to say probably about six or seven wins this year for the Giants. Hopefully we don't get played and, you know, they don't just give free downs to the Panthers or McCaffrey <laughs> doesn't get first downs. And maybe we won't lose, like, four games by six-yard field goals. Yeah, we shall. Uh, we'll, we'll see, I guess. Now, I think it's time to talk about the New York's – I think it's time to talk about New York's football team, the New York Jets. <laughs> oh, my God. I haven't won a championship uh... since 1968. Number three behind the Bills. <laughs> I love too. Get out of my face, stuff, man. <laughs> New York's football team. Oh, that made me cringe. Just like the no, Mets or New York's yeah, baseball team, right? Yankee town. <laughs> and it'll always be Giants. Town. We'll see. We'll see. But I think the tides are really starting to turn here in the football atmosphere in New York. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? By Last year you finished game, with less one wins. Game. How are and the plus, tides turning? McCown played a few games too. Don't forget. That makes it even worse. You keep saying tides are changing, but yet the Giants were quote unquote dumpster fire, and you still finish well, with less wins. I'm a, make it make sense. I'm about and to we make started off like zero right nine. Have, I'm about to make everything make sense that I'm saying about the Jets. When you bring in all these these different pieces for Sam Darnold, especially with him having another year, I think they're going to take another step this year. Now, I'm not saying they're going to go off and make the playoffs, go on and win the Super Bowl, but I think we're definitely going to see an improvement from this Jets team between last year and this year. And Sam Darnold, you know, we're, we're talking about Daniel Jones looking good in preseason. Sam Darnold was looking just as sharp. I I could see it happening. I guess, I don't know. I'm not buying the hype. Maybe I'm just a hater. <laughs> yeah, maybe so. But, like, I don't know, man. I, I, I really, I'm feeling really good about this Jets season. I think they're going to do some big things. I think it's going to be a fun season to watch. I truly think we're going to see the real Adam Gase now. Because like I said, wasn't he, a, well, wasn't he a, like a, an assistant coach in Denver? When, uh, what's his name? Peyton Manning? Honestly, I couldn't tell you his history. Like I, I think he was. And then he got the, uh, the coaching job with Miami right after that. So I think we're going to see the best in Adam Gase as a head coach. Because like I said before, when you don't have a, a solid quarterback, it kind of looks bad when you're not playing well, especially with the head coach. You know, you're not able to develop him or, you know, you're not, your offensive schemes aren't working. But in Adam Gase's defense, you know, Tannehill wasn't that great. And I think Sam Darnold right now is a better quarterback than Tannehill was his entire career. Yeah, maybe he'll he'll get some motivation, sniff some bat salts, and his eyeballs will pop out of his head. We'll have to see. Yeah, we'll have to see about that. But, um, you know, I'm some of my expectations for the Jets this year. I I truly want to see, and we have to see Sam Darnold take that next step. Um, I truly believe that he will. I don't know if it's going to be on the level of like Mitchell Trubinsky did last year, where he just you know that that Bears team just looked absolutely different in year two than it did in year one, but. You know, I think we need to see a big improvement from Sam Darnold. He needs to have the interceptions toned down a little bit. And I want to see him be a little bit more aggressive. You know, with Jameson Crowder, he could be a nice little slot guy. Um, obviously, Quincy Inunua has to stay healthy. You know, he was dealing with a few injuries the past few years. I think I think Le'Veon, having Le'Veon Bell is going to help open up Robbie Anderson down the field. Especially, you know, like, if you have Robbie Anderson just – going streaking right down, like all the way down the field. And you have Le'Veon Bell kind of staying like in the middle, trying like attracting all the attention from the defense. I think that opens up deep passes to Robbie Anderson, maybe Quincy Nunwa if he could stay healthy. 
And especially with Jamison Crowder, too. I'm seeing a nice bounce-back season from him. I know he didn't really have a good season with the Redskins, but I, I'm pretty sure he was dealing with some injury stuff, too. But I think the, the main thing here for this Jets team is that the players that need to stay healthy must stay healthy. Like, and people like, that I'm talking about are Quincy Anunwa, Jamison Crowder, um, Sam Darnold, obviously, and Le'Veon Bell. But, you know, for this Jets team, they, they only won four games last year. But, you know, I could see them doubling, maybe getting to eight wins, possibly nine to ten, if everything goes right and they could stay healthy. But, you know, I've been focusing so much on the offense. I think the defense is going to be going to be so good this year. I, I truly believe so. I know they're, they're you know, they're dealing with a few injuries, um, you know, a couple torn ACLs. I know their cornerback situation is, is still like not solved 100 percent, but I think all that could be could be corrected as the season goes on. You know, I think especially if their offense <clears throat> is able to carry them and help, you know, if the defense is giving up 20 points a game, I think the offense will be good enough to put up 21 points per game. To you know, just to to get to to sneak out some wins here or there. That's just me. Yeah, I think when you put this team together on Madden, they get more wins than they did last year, and they perform a lot better. But we'll have to see if it happens uh, as a unit together in real life. Um, I'm excited to see it happen. I'm I'm hopeful that they're successful, but I guess time will tell. In another week, we'll be able to see. Yep one one p.m. on Sunday, the Jets versus Bills. When do the Giants play? Is it around the same time? Ah. Uh, Sunday. They play oh, 425. I don't even. 425. Wow, you're on it. Yeah, they're Jeez. playing in Dallas, though, and the Jets are home against the Bills. So, two totally different atmospheres. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm ready for it. I'm going to be there. I can't wait to see my Giants get pounded into the ground. I'm ready. <laughs> yeah, I'm really excited, too. Like, we start at the top of the show. I'm, I'm really hyped for this NFL season, and, and especially between us two and in New York. When both teams are good, it's fun. You know, there's a lot of trash talk, a lot of bragging rights going back and forth. So it's fun, especially I, – I truly – and I'm, I'm not just saying this, whatever, but I truly think that – or I, I truly hope that heading into November 10th when the Jets and Giants play each other, I truly hope both teams are playing well because leading – if they're playing well leading up to that matchup, it's going to be fun. Yeah, I guess we'll see. We'll have to see my trying to get this W. I'm pretty hyped. Yeah. So, for the past few years, the Jets have been operating with a defensive-minded head coach. You bring in Sam Darnold, who didn't really have a lot of weapons. You And, uh, obviously, he struggled a little bit with the turnovers and, and all this last year. But at the same time, I think I think part of his struggles was the offensive scheme that they were running. So, you, you get rid of Todd Bowles. You get rid of the defensive-minded defensive minded coach. You bring in an offensive-minded coach in Adam Gase, who a few years back was looked at as like as uh, like Sean McVay was a few years back as this offensive-minded guru. He never really had a chance to shine in Miami because Tannehill is not a great quarterback. He never really was a great quarterback, and if you don't have a great quarterback, you know, unfortunately, when they don't perform well, it looks bad on the head coach, whether that's whether it's their fault or not, and. In Adam Gase's situation in Miami, right now, I don't think it was his fault as to why Tannenhill wasn't great and why they didn't they weren't able to perform. So you bring in Adam Gase, the offensive-minded coach, and they also had over $100 million in cap space to spend. So you, you sure up your defense, you bring in C.J. Mosley, you draft Quinn and Williams, and you get some weapons for Sam Darnold finally. You bring in Jameson Crowder and Le'Veon Bell, who I think is a huge addition to this Jets team. And I think he's going to help Sam Darnold tremendously. 
It's going to be like Eli and Barkley. It's going to be like, like Drew Brees and Kamara. He, he brings another level to the offense. And I think that was huge for them. Uh, I can see where you're coming from as a Jets fan. Um, it kind of all makes sense. We'll just, it, I mean, it kind of, it looks good on paper. We'll just have to see if it plays out on the field. Yeah. So Nick, you know, this Jets and Giants upcoming season is going to be a fun one to watch. It's going to be interesting. And like I was saying before, when both teams are doing well, it makes for a fun season. So let's go ahead now and kind of pick our division winners. Then we'll go into our MVP winners and then we'll finish up the episode by giving our Super Bowl prediction. I'm ready. Let's do it. All right. So let's start in the AFC East. So, you know, from uh, the Patriots have won this division for the past like 20 years. So until they lose, I'm going with the Patriots. But don't be surprised. The Jets are right there. I don't know. The AFC least. It's Patriots <laughs> all the way. Dolphins 0-16. Bills 2-14. and Jets 3-13. and here we go. Yeah, the <laughs> Dolphins, though, man. They just had – talk about a true dumpster fire. They just have absolutely no idea what they're doing down there. Yeah, we're going to trade for Josh Rosen and then start Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah. yeah, and then trade everybody, all our assets. And then trade Laramie Tunso, who is going to protect our future quarterback. Yeah. And our, and our only true offensive threat in Kenny Sills. Legendary. <laughs> yeah, so it's not going to be a, a fun season for Miami, but – it's we both agree that the Patriots are gonna are gonna win that division, but like I said, don't be surprised if the Jets make it make it a fun one. I don't know. I guess what to say. And then the AFC North. Um, for me, uh, you know the Ravens won it last year. Um, I do believe that they're gonna be better. I think I think Lamar Jackson's gonna be better. They have Mark Ingram. I think he's gonna help them out. Um, I, I don't see the Steelers being great and the Browns are going to be right there. So, you know, I'm going to go Cleveland Browns. I know there's a lot of hype with them, but I think it's going to be close between the Browns and the Ravens. Nah, it's going to be, I'll tell you the order. It's going to be Bengals last Browns, Steelers, Ravens. I don't buy the Browns side. Not at, at that level where they're going to be super, but they're eight to one super bowl contenders. Can we calm down, please? So you um, have them third in the division. Yeah, behind the Steelers and the Ravens. Because wow. the Ravens, you have to play the Ravens and the Steelers. That's four games right there. I don't know. I don't buy the hype. I don't see them beating the Steelers and the Ravens. Um, I don't see them be sweeping them and continuing throughout their schedule. I mean, I feel like they'll have a good year, but they're just in a brutal division. Um, I don't see it happening. You know I what mean, I think? So you could flip-flop two and three, them with the Steelers. But I don't know. What am I, hater? I think you're just a hater because uh, OBJ so. left the Giants. He went uh, to the okay. Browns, and now yep. you're anti-Browns. I could care less. They could win the Super Bowl, <laughs> and that'd be fine. But, I mean, yeah, it doesn't sure. really bother. Okay. All right. <laughs> I'm a hater, I guess. Oh, I'm man. a hater because I don't buy a team that did make the playoffs to win the Super Bowl after adding, like, three pieces. But, yeah, you got me. <laughs> well, we'll see. That's going to be a fun division to watch. I'm actually excited to watch the Browns this year, unlike you. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm ready. I, when, when they start struggling, I want everyone to keep the same energy. <laughs> um, now let's go on to the AFC South. So the Houston Texans won it last year. The Colts were right there, a game back of the, uh, okay. the Texans. Um, I, unfortunately, you know, like with the Andrew Luck retirement, his abrupt retirement and everything, I don't see the Colts doing all that much, especially with Jacoby Brissett. I think he's a solid QB, but 
uh, and obviously Andrew Luck's an MVP caliber quarterback. Um, I'm going Houston Texans as to win this division. I think Deshaun Jackson's going to have a Deshaun Jackson. Uh, Deshaun Almost. Watson. I there think Deshaun go. Watson is going to have a, a really great year, and I think he's going to help them win the division again. Hopefully, J.J. Watt can stay healthy again, but we'll see. Yeah, I think from last to first, it's going to be um, Titans, Colts, Jags, Texans. Uh, the Titan Texans. Yeah, the Texans are the most complete team there. They just traded. They got um, more pieces. They're trying to win right now. I could see why. Um, Colts, they didn't want to protect Andrew Luck for 10 years. And they're like, oh, how dare you retire after you have no spleen, no kidney, and no knees? How dare you? No shoulder. Um no shoulder either, so I can see why he did that. Protect your quarterback. Don't let him be the only player on the field for 10 years. Um, Jags, I think they're going to bounce back. And Titans, I don't know. I think it's make everyone's or break calling, here for Mariota. Yeah, everyone's calling Winston a bust, but y'all need to look at Mariota. Bum. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're right. Um, now let's go look over the AFC West. I think this is just – I think it's safe to say I think the Chiefs are going to win it. I think the Chargers are going to be there like they were last year. The Chargers and the Chiefs are both 12-4. and four, But I think the Chiefs got the division through to, due to a tiebreaker or something like that. But um, I think the Chiefs are going to win it. But I think the Chargers are going to be just as good. Maybe a little bit less, if, especially if Melvin Gordon doesn't play. But I still think the Chiefs are winning that division. I think the Chiefs are going to run away with it. But I think this division is going to surprise a lot of people. I think it's going to be very tough. I think the Broncos will have a surprisingly good year with Flacco. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the Chargers will be really good. I think they could sneak into the wild card. And the Raiders, I think, will play spoiler. I think they're going to upset a lot of teams that they should lose to this year. And I think it's just going to make this division really interesting. I think this is going to be one of the better divisions to watch this year. Yeah, especially, I mean, what if Antonio Brown um, ends up not playing for the Raiders, especially with all this nonsense, how he's been getting fined, he's not showing up to team meetings and or, or like, mandatory think- things. I think the team will play the same, or not play the same, but they'll have the same end result whether he plays or not. Like, if they're going to be a six-win team, even if he doesn't play, I think they're still going to be a six-win team. And you don't think these distractions are going to alter Antonio Brown's play at all? Have we seen the best of Antonio Brown, I guess is what I'm trying to say? Yeah, his best days are behind him. Yeah, I agree. He's he's not really going to improve. He's just going to, you know, put up numbers, but he'll be nowhere be nowhere be nowhere near the same yeah and now let's look at the nfc so we have the nfc east now this is your division man um yeah but we're we're gonna battle with the redskins for last <laughs> i'm ready uh i have the cowboys winning this yeah, division I, 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 I especially with zeke's new contract i think he's gonna come out firing in all cylinders you know he is now the highest paid running back in nfl history he just signed his contract earlier today um, I think the Eagles are going to be there, too. I think they're going to be competitive. But, honestly, it all comes down to if Carson Wentz can stay healthy. And yeah, that's, I was just going to say that. Yeah, and that's a big question mark. So, that's why I'm not picking them and I'm not confident enough to pick them because Wentz has yet to prove to us that he can stay healthy for a full season. I'm going to go out of limb and say he will stay healthy. And if he does, they're going to win the division. If not, then by default, it's the Cowboys. Yeah, and I agree 100%. If he can stay healthy – the Eagles are winning. But if not, and like I said, he's proved that he can't as of now, then, I, yeah, by default, it's got to be the Cowboys unless Dwayne Haskins, you know, plays or, or what? who's the starter right now? Cam, uh, not Cam, Case Keenum. Mm-hmm. If Case Keenum, you know, is, the, is like 
Case Keenum of the Denver Broncos than maybe, but yeah, I don't know. It's, it, Cowboys unless Wentz stays healthy. Ew, the Cowboys. That just sounds so <laughs> gross to hear. Uh, the NFC North. You know, this is going to be a fun division to watch. I think the Vikings are going to be better. I think the Packers are going to be better. And I think the Bears are going to be better. But, you know, if Aaron Rodgers can stay healthy too, because the past few years, hasn't he been banged up? What was that? Hasn't Aaron haven't um, Aaron Rodgers, hasn't he been banged up the past few years? Yeah, he's been uh, made of glass bones and has paper skin. Yeah, now if he can stay healthy, I think the Packers and the Bears are going to battle out for the top of the division. But my gut feeling is telling me that the Bears are going to win this division. No, I don't buy the Bears hype. I think the play from Trubisky last year was an anomaly. I think the defense will be as good, but I don't think they'll be. I, I think they'll be good, but not as good. Um, mm-hmm. With the new coach in, Pat, in the Packers, LaFleur, I think they'll be a lot more successful. And he's just going to use a lot of common sense that Mike McCarthy had. Like, for example, he didn't play Aaron Jones until, like, week seven, even though everyone knew, including Mike McCarthy, that he was the best running back on the team. <laughs> there was just a lot of mind-blowing decisions. Um, and I think that – I think Rodgers will stay healthy um, behind this new scheme. And I think they'll – They'll pretty much do what Packers have the expectations to do every year, but actually fulfill them this year. And I think that they'll win the division. That's a bold prediction there. Yeah, man. Watch out. (laughs) All right, the NFC South. Um, I think the Saints are too good right now to not win this division again. They were 13-3 and last year. Yeah, the Falcons are there. Yeah, the Panthers are there. But, you know, I I do think the Panthers are going to improve this year. Um, Again, it just depends on – if Cam Newton is going to be de- is going to be like if his mindset's like I'm going to be good this year we're going to be great and we're going to win some football games, um, I think Matty Ice is going to be the typical Matty Ice for the Falcons. Um, but I think like twenty eight three lead that's what I call him. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I think the Saints are just too good right now. I think Drew Brees is is still you know one of the top tier quarterbacks in this league, and until he he proves otherwise, I think the Saints team, especially the Saints offense, is just way too good to not win this division again. I think like the AFC West, the NFC South is the the same thing. It's going to be the hardest and most competitive division in the NFC. I think everyone there has a chance to do it. Um, we got to see if Drew Brees holds up being 63, but if his play could hold up, the the Saints are just going to repeat as NFC South champions. Yeah, and the same thing that goes with Mariota, the same thing that applies to Mariota applies to Jameis Winston, like you kind of mentioned before. This is the make or break year for both Mariota and Winston. You know, they were the one and two picks in the draft a few years back, and neither of them have been able to really, like, do anything in the NFL. Bold prediction. Jameis Winston's going to be top five statistic quarterback this year. Wow, that's really bold. Just watch. Watch the guards and touchdowns he's going to put up. If you need a, a quarterback sleeper, scoop up Jameis uh, Winston on your fantasy. Promise you. <laughs> we shall see. That's very, very bold. Now – to finish it off, the NFC West. So, I think it's safe to say that the Rams are going to win this division. I think I'm going to be not bold one more time. I think the Seahawks are going to win. Really? Yep. I, I think the Rams, they're just going to fall apart. They lost some pieces. More people got their contracts. Aaron, uh, Aaron Gordon. Um, Todd Gurley has no knees. <laughs> I don't know. They taught, everyone got their extension. Everyone's a year older. Todd Gurley has no knees. They lost everyone's some pieces on defense, too. Has more tape on him. I don't know. 
I don't see it. I, I know they're going to be good, but I don't know if they're going to be as good as last year. So, mm-hmm. and I think the Seahawks are, everyone sleeps on them every year and they're just, they're just there every year, no matter what. So I, yeah. think, I think this year they'll uh, surprise a little people. And they added uh Clowney too from yep. the uh, Texans. So, I mean, he's a little overrated in my opinion, but I mean, maybe a change of scenery makes him play like how he did early on in his career. We'll see. I'm, I'm, I hope he does because I want to see the. I miss when the Seahawks were good. Yeah, it was a fun time. Well, not they're not bad, but I'm talking about like Legion of Boom. Oh yeah. All right, now let's give our our MVP picks. So I'm gonna let you go first on this one. I'm kind of curious to see what you're gonna who you're gonna pick. You know who I'm picking? It's Saquon, baby. He should have won MVP last year, and that's big facts. He was the best <laughs> running back in the league as a rookie, best offensive player as a rookie, MVP this year. All right, very bold, very bold. Maybe a little homerish. I mean, I guess. I guess I'm a <laughs> hater. No, I'm just messing with you, bro. Um, for me, oh, all right, I'm gonna give you two for two different scenarios. If the Cleveland Browns are, are one of the top teams in the and NFL, and I'm a this homer. Year, <laughs> if the Cleveland Browns are one of the top teams in the NFL this year, and Baker Mayfield's playing out of his mind, and I'm a homer. I think Baker Mayfield's coming home with that trophy. And I'm a homer. <laughs> I'm a Jets fan. And I, but you were saying how I'm a Cleveland Browns hater, but you're a, <laughs> a Cleveland Browns homer, I guess. I guess we're on opposite <laughs> ends of the spectrum. I guess. But if he doesn't have a great, have a great season, the Cleveland Browns, if they do struggle, like how you were saying, then I'm going to say it, it really depends on how teams play. I'm going to go Deshaun Watson. How about that? I like it, but I don't think it's going to happen. But I like it. All right. We'll see. So we got Barkley and Watson as our MVP picks for this upcoming season. Damn, already backing off Baker. And that's well, crazy. Well, Baker too, but it depends on how the team plays. Uh, if, if, they're, if they're one of the top teams in the NFL, if they're in the playoffs and, they're, and Baker's playing great, you, I think you got to give it to Baker. And if they're not playing well, Watson. All right. Okay. Lock it in. Locked in. And now finally, let's give our Super Bowl prediction. All right. <laughs> you could go first on this one. Oh, me? Um, let's see. Hmm. I'm going to go. Hmm. By default, I'm going to go Chiefs. NFC side. Hmm. I'm going to go Chiefs, Seahawks. Chiefs, Seahawks. All right. Mm-hmm. I like it. I like it. Uh, for me, I'm going Chiefs, too. Just I, I think they were so close last year, and I can't see them not taking D that Ford. next step. Remember that name, the bum. <laughs> D Ford. Um, yeah, so I'm going to go Chiefs in the AFC and then the NFC. After two years of two back-to-back heartbreaks, I'm going with New Orleans Saints to come out of the NFC. Ew. Uh, they're still moaning about that blown call. Even though they <laughs> had the ball after and could have scored. Damn. Uh, you know, you're absolutely right. But two straight years of back-to-back, you had the Minnesota miracle. Then the blown uh, pass interference call. I think this is going to be the year that they finally get over the hump. And you, you know, know what? It gets me angry, though. What? Drew Brees is on national TV pouting and moaning, but 
He didn't have that same energy when he threw a pick in overtime. Like, how come no one talks about that? That's what gets That's me. That's true. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right about that. They could have scored. They had the ball last, and they went to overtime, and he threw a pick. But no, they blew a call six quarters ago. <laughs> moaning. Yeah, you're right. All New Orleans Saints fans, stop moaning. <laughs> now, for, between the Chiefs and the Saints, for me, I'm going Saints to win it all. That's just me. I think that they're finally tired of losing. I think they're tired of losing on heartbreak. So I think it's going to be Chiefs Saints, and Saints are coming out on top. What nah. about your your matchup? Nah, it's Hall of Famer Patrick Mahomes taking home the W. He was robbed last year for, by D Ford on his bozo play. So, <laughs> Patty Mahomes taking it to the over house. the Seahawks. What over the Seahawks? Over the Seahawks. All right, we'll lock that in. Lock we'll, it in. We'll see how it plays out. And like we said at the top of the show, man, I'm really excited about this. I cannot wait for the NFL season to start. We only got two more days, one more day, however long it is for Thursday yeah. night football. About one more day, about like 26, 27 hours. So Whoa. I'm hyped. Who's You're hyped. <laughs> Not us. I'm hyped. You're hyped. I think all of America is hyped. So let's go. You know, let's do this. So this has been episode 17 of Eminem Sports Talk Podcast. We getting up there. We are. Uh, for Nick Rivera, I'm Mark Morales. It's time to jet up, baby. See you later. <laughs>